stone, big fella. You drunk, big fella. Two sips and now you want to trip, big fella. You not a drinker. I can see it all in your leg, big fella. You wobbly, big fella. You finna fall. Sit down, you drunk, big fella. Alright, welcome to the episode and of On Willie's Mind. Uh, so you're used to this format we do where I call on a guest and we do a little interview. Not so much today. Today I am going on a solo mission. As always, thanks to Chance the Rapper for the intro music. He's with Knox playing all night in the intro. I think I'm going to change the intro music kind of soon just to give you guys... A different feel, you know. It's been, we're ten episodes in, maybe something a little more permanent. I didn't think this would last this long, uh, the uh, the podcast, but the theme song. So welcome back. Uh, it's I'm glad to be back with you guys. It's been about two weeks since I did that politics podcast with Zach. It actually might be two weeks from today that I released it. Uh, that week was crazy. Uh, these last two weeks have been crazy overall. Um, I thought it'd be fun if I just did a little solo NBA show for you. I've been watching a lot of basketball over the past two weeks. Not that you'd know because my blog posts have been either about baseball or non-existent. Um, so all NBA show today, except for this, you know, we do a little catch-up portion at the beginning. So let's start with <laughs> the news of two weeks ago when Tom Brady and the New England Patriots... Uh, Mama's hometown team took home Super Bowl number five. Um, Brady took home another Super Bowl. Atlanta took home another loss in the Super Bowl. Uh, that city retains their but one championship from the Atlanta Braves in, I think, 1996, which happens to be 20 years ago because that happens to be the year I was born. <laughs> one of the things that kind of went under the radar in that game, or maybe not, is Atlanta was on the field for 90-something plays, but Tom Brady, who is a 39-year-old man, threw the ball 66 times. 66 times. Which, you know, 40 times is almost getting a little excessive. That's like throwing 120 pitches in the game. This is like throwing 165 pitches in the game, if you're relating it to baseball. It's like taking about 50 or 60 shots, if you're talking basketball. Just a crazy number of throws. And we've seen games like this from Brady before, but 66 is crazy. Anyway, Tom Brady with that 28-3, all the way back to come back and win 34-28, solidified his legacy as the greatest quarterback of all time, in my opinion. Obviously, it's a little biased. Uh, I'm going to miss football, but it's nice to get a little break from it. What's coming up, though, is one of my... It's a very hobbyish sport, in my opinion, and that is Major League Baseball. Uh, spring training starts in about a week in terms of games, but pitchers and catchers reported Monday or Tuesday, which was Valentine's Day. It's an exciting time, you know. It's the thing I like about pitchers and catchers reporting. It feels like spring is getting started. Feels like things are warming up. Um, very fun time. Reminds me of being young, and it also reminds me of what I'm going to be doing when I'm old. Who knows, maybe I'll be going to Arizona in 30 years and checking out the Reds. Someone's giving me more money than I'm making now, because I'm not making any. I'm just losing money at this point. Anyway, teams I like this year in baseball, I like, it just seems like a Boston year, but I do like the Giants and the Cubs. 
actually the Dodgers as well, coming out of the National League. There's always some sort of weird underling team that we don't really think much about. Um, last year, the Nationals came out really hot and played really well. This year, mm, I'm going to pick the Philadelphia Phillies to have kind of a fun season. We haven't, The Phillies have been kind of crummy for a long time. Uh, fans will remember those Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Roy Halladay, Cliff Lee. There was a lot of talent on those teams. They kind of redefined what the NBA has now as their big three. They have like the big four rotation. Fun stuff. Anyway, American League, I really like the Red Sox again this year. Um, man, the AL West is just going to be a mess again. I feel bad for that division. AL Central, uh, Cleveland obviously looks good, but I think I don't think the Indians are going to have as good of a campaign. Look out for those Royals again. They won two years ago before the, uh, before the Cubs took over this year. Toronto looks kind of interesting. Uh, this is going to be a wait-and-see kind of season, in my opinion. Uh, Boston and Chicago are basically the only two teams who I think are going to be in the playoffs that I can, I'll be willing to sign my name on today. No Indians vibes, guys. I'm sorry. I know you like the Indians. You're from Ohio for the most part. That's where my listener base is, but no Indians this year. Uh, there's a column on my website. We'll promote that later. Moving on. No politics today. Uh, for many of you, you're going to be happy because I've been getting a lot of bashing for my political views. I don't really care. I'm allowed to have a view. You're allowed to have a view. I actually don't even mind you bashing me because I just like that people are they're feeling like they can get involved in their political process. It's fun stuff. Let's go ahead and move on to the NBA and avoid that tornado that's occurred over the last two weeks of politics, especially since I've released that podcast. Holy cow, if things changed. Anyway, NBA, let's do it. So today in the NBA, it was the deadline. Or maybe tomorrow. I'm not 100% sure. One or the other. Uh... We'll find out. I think it is tomorrow now that I think about it. Anyway, the All-Star break is this weekend. should be a nice time for you to tune in and watch, I don't know, who knows who's in the celebrity game this year. Justin Timberlake, dunk over Justin Bieber. Or maybe if we're lucky, Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire is going to hit some threes. All-Star weekend's fun stuff. Pretty easy going. Not too much drama. We'll see how (laughs) Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook are going to be sitting on the same bench, so that ought to be a show and a half. ESPN will have some fun with it. Uh, so let's do some trade deadline kind of stuff. If you weren't paying attention, uh, there was a major deal yesterday. Serge Ibaka headed from the Orlando Magic to the Toronto Raptors. Um, all it really did was solidify Toronto as an even bigger contender, number one. Um, Number two, it proved that the Magic are a terrible organization. And let's start there, and we'll circle back to the Toronto as a contender thing here in a second. So the Magic have essentially turned a very talented Victor Oladipo, who is now playing in Oklahoma City as a result of the Kansas City, or excuse me, the Orlando Serge Ibaka for uh, Victor Oladipo trade. You'll be able to figure that out 
and I'm not sure which pick they're going to get, but basically they're losing a relatively solid draft selection for a lesser first-round pick this year. It's going to come back to bite them because this is probably the most talented draft class in a long time. And effectively what this proves is that this organization hasn't been even relatively interesting, I mean, even in some sort of picture, since Jameer Nelson was their starting point guard with Dwight Howard. Now, if you don't remember those teams, it's because you didn't really care that their third best player was Ryan Anderson or the fact that Jameer Nelson was the starting point guard on an NBA team. I feel bad for Orlando fans, guys. And as a Cincinnati Reds uh, team, watching a Cincinnati Reds team that's currently in the tank, it just kind of stinks when your team, when your organization really continues to let you down. Even though the Reds are trending up, tanking stinks. And when you can't even pick the guy you're tanking with, it's even worse. Uh, they hired Frank Vogel as their head coach, who is the former head coach of my preferred team of rooting. I don't have much of an NBA affiliation. Um, Frank Vogel was the former head coach of the Indiana Pacers, got fired after this season. Not a very exciting coach. He's a good defensive coach, but a very average offensive coach for a team that needs some life on offense. They've needed life on offense for a long time. Even in the Dwight Howard days, it was lacking. Poor Orlando. But Dwayne Casey and the Toronto Raptors, that's their head coach, but... Not a lot of people are familiar with the name Dwayne Casey, mainly because he's just not a very poppy kind of guy. I don't mean Popovich, I just mean poppy. But Toronto, under our nose with Drizzy Drake in the ownership pool up in Canada, have surely, or slowly but surely, snuck their way into contenderhood in that Eastern Conference. It's a good conference this year. You know, you have Boston, who's performing really well. They're the number two seed right now. You have Cleveland, who's been in it. Basically, any LeBron team is going to be in it. Um, but Toronto, who has been slipping a little bit, they haven't been playing as tough ball. They now have a very talented roster that includes Jonas Valanciunas, who I think is the most underrated maybe player in the NBA. Certainly one of them. And then you have DeMar DeRozan, who is just a, a wonderful player. He doesn't play like the modern NBA player. He takes a lot of mid-range, gets inside a lot, awesome shooting guard. And then you have starting point guard Kyle Lowry, who is he fits that mold of doesn't fit really what the NBA is now, but fits the old school kind of notion. Awesome team, fun team. Watch out for Toronto, especially with this Serge Ibaka trade. It makes them kind of whole. Moving on, Carmelo Anthony of the New York Knicks appears to be staying in New York Nick now. <laughs> New York Nick knack for you, New York Nick now. If you can say that 38 times fast, or at least seven times fast, number seven, Carmelo Anthony. Um, you get a cookie, I guess? I don't know. Treat yourself. It's 2017, crazy presidency. Treat yourself. Um... W- 
he's going to stay in New York after basically saying he wanted to be traded and that he would waive his no-trade clause, which if I'm New York, and I wrote an article about how they should keep him, but everything in New York is a mess. Uh, let's talk about Charles Oakley for a split second. You have a star former player who is forced out of the arena by security um, because he can't get along with your owner. Your owner keeps signing guys that are incompetent to be on the team, keeps making irresponsible trades. Uh, it's not a good look for that organization not to have moved on from Carmelo because it feels like they're just going to tread water for now. You know, they have that, what, Bill Simmons, one of my favorite people in sports media, calls a unicorn. And that guy is going to be the center of a franchise, but Carmelo Anthony will not let him do that because Carmelo Anthony has decided he's the center of the franchise. You know, if you look at guys that don't win championships, they fit Carmelo's mold, unfortunately, for Carmelo. They have to be the leader of the team. They're not willing to share the ball. They don't move well with the ball. They kind of hold it and go for ISO. I just, he doesn't fit this team, or he fits this team, I guess. He fits the Knicks right now, but he doesn't fit the NBA right now, overall. Plus, if you watched any Porzingis over the last two months, he's not the same guy he was at the beginning of the season. He's losing a little bit of that bounce you have in his step, and he's just got to be whooped, you know? He's, he's not getting what he deserves with that organization. Let's talk about another team that's kind of struggling for their own existence right now, and it's not even the Chicago Bulls who are a train wreck and a half. Don't even get, I don't even want to get started on the Bulls, guys, because someone tried to tell me that they were going to be a top-four seed in the East, to which I told them they're out of their minds because what they did is essentially assemble a bunch of old guys, Dwayne Wade, and decide that that team was going to compete with LeBron just because they had, namely, Dwayne Wade, Dwayne Wade and John Rondo. Weird team. Weirder team, the Miami Heat are on what I'm considering to be the meaningless run of all time. They've won 14 of their last 16 and are now the number 10 seed in the East. Of course, you have to be in the top eight to qualify. But I don't think Miami's going to be able to beat any real contender in the East. Uh... <laughs> They're being led right now by Dion Waiters, who is one of the most polarizing players in basketball. Um, Dion Waiters is on fire, and if you've ever watched Dion Waiters play, that's when Dion Waiters is at his best. But unfortunately for Dion, some spotty shooting and some bad teamwork, I want to say overall, has kind of marred his career. Not the best team player. He thinks he's one of the best players in the NBA. He could be. He just has to share the ball a little better and have better shot selection. I don't think Dion Waiters sucks. I think he's I think he's pretty good, but he needs to be a better player, team player. I think if Chris Bosh, who is currently on that injured hiatus, because you know his if you didn't know anything about it, he had some blood clots near his heart. Uh, was going to be detrimental to his playing career. So he might come back and play basketball. He might not. If he comes back and is even 75% of what we know about Chris Bosh, that team could be something. Uh, keep your eye on Miami. Just don't have to watch them. Just look in the standings and look at the stats every now and then, and we'll get along with it. 
Um, this is going to be a short podcast today, so we're going to go ahead and move out west. I want to talk about some of these top teams out west. First of all, San Antonio, who I was, at the beginning of the season, I was calling a contender just because you have to call San Antonio a contender. But lately, they've just looked like a really, really cohesive bunch of guys. And this San Antonio team is as good as any team, really, when they're playing like San Antonio. Uh, they're playing really great defense. Kawhi Leonard is probably the best overall two-way player in the league. No shade to LeBron, but I love the way Kawhi Leonard plays defense. You know, his name is one of the hardest to pronounce in basketball, but he is one of the easiest guys to watch. Man, is he smooth. Um, two teams that are looking more and more average. Uh, first of all, the Houston Rockets. Um... James Harden is a heck of a player, but some of the pieces around him I'm not 100% ready to believe in. One guy I am really comfortable believing in is Montrez Harrell. Uh, he's a really good basketball player, I believe, and I believe he'll continue on a similar trajectory. Uh, one guy I'm not ready to believe in, I guess two guys, are their center, Cabello, and mainly Eric Gordon. Now, Eric Gordon has been one of the key contributors, probably going to win a sixth man of the year, or at least get some noms for that, nominations. But I don't really think that team looks as good as they did at the beginning of the season. But a sharpshooting James Harden in the playoffs could be interesting. Uh, What's not an interesting team right now, and a team that was in the Carmelo hunt, rumored to be at least, are the Los Angeles Clippers. L.A. Clippers have fallen on hard times. You know, they're missing Blake Griffin, or Blake Griffin's back now. Um, but their main pieces are, uh, two big guys who can slam dunk the ball. So the Los Angeles Globetrotters with, um, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan are currently leading the charge out there. Austin Rivers has been fun to watch this year. I got to give him that. And, you know, JJ Redick, who I often consider to be one of the lamest players in the NBA is actually a pretty solid piece. Give the Clippers a little credit, but right now without Chris Paul, I don't know that that team is going anywhere. Um, let's go from all right to looking terrified, and terrified they are. So if you weren't watching on Saturday, I tuned in for a little bit of it. I didn't need to watch all of it because if you watched a quarter and a half, you pretty much got the point. Um, Golden State... Uh, with Kevin Durant, the former Oklahoma City Thunder member, uh, controversially left Oklahoma City this offseason. And controversially, maybe not as much. He just left. You know, you're allowed to. Did I say Washington? Sorry, I'm watching the Indiana and Washington game right now. Good game, by the way. Off topic. But Kevin Durant goes in. And they smack Oklahoma City. And Oklahoma City is now a one-man machine because Russell Westbrook has decided that he is... He's just a nuisance to me at this point. He's he's not a team player in my book. His assists are very hollow. When you have Steven Adams, who is, I believe, one of the most talented centers in the league, and Victor Oladipo, who is one of the smartest scorers in the league. I think you just got to play better as a team. 
and not just as a Russell Westbrook. I heard a comment that the Thunder are the worst team in the league without Russell Westbrook. I don't believe that notion. I believe that if Russell Westbrook touched the ball 10% less times, that team would be in much better shape. Probably an unpopular and unstatistically um, backed up call, but it's my call, and I'm allowed to have my opinion. It's on Willie's mind, right? What's next? Oh, fun teams. Well, a little hard on the eyes if you're into classic basketball, but if you like college basketball teams, you might like are the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. Very similar teams. They both play a lot of hard defense. They're very good, just fundamentally sound teams. Um, I think those are teams that could cause a little chaos in the West. I don't think either of them are really finals bound. I don't really feel any of these teams in the finals outside of maybe San Antonio or Golden State. We'll get to Golden State in just a hot second. But Utah and Memphis are teams that could maybe take down a San Antonio or take down a Houston in route to maybe getting to the Western Conference Finals. Now, we'll see. They're the 5 and 6 seed, respectively, right now. Uh, Utah and Memphis. Utah 5, Memphis 6. Interesting teams, nonetheless. Now, I'm going to... I feel like I should just devote a section of this show to Warriors and... Or Golden State Warriors and Cleveland Cavaliers talk. In my opinion, they are the two teams people want to talk the most about. We'll do a little Celtics talk here at the end. Actually, you know what? Let's do Celtics talk real fast. They're good. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is a freak. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I'm in love with the Golden State Warriors right now, and I don't... It's so... It's, like, embarrassing. It's like when you're in the library and someone gives you a look from across the room and you have like a three minute conversation about nothing on accident when you're waiting in line for coffee it's that kind of love it's that it's that imaginatory love that you just you wish you didn't have and you don't understand when but you're gonna think about it for the next three days but this Golden State Warriors team with I just love the personalities of Kevin Durant and Steve Kerr they're awesome people and I love the way Steph Curry and Clay Thompson play basketball they just make me so happy they're just, that team plays like a basketball team, and they don't, they don't have any, they don't play like an NBA team. They strictly play like a basketball team, and they're the team I feel like I just want to win the championship this year, because I want it for Kevin Durant, who had that polarizing exit. Meanwhile, the Cavs are becoming a very hard team to watch for me. You know, the problem is LeBron James is kind of turning into the Donald Trump of basketball, uh, aside from politics. I just feel like LeBron needs to stop talking. He needs to get out of his own way. He's bugging me. LeBron, you're in it every day with Charles Barkley, with needing a point guard, with your management, with your team, with ESPN. But that's, that's not all your fault. ESPN reports on what they want to report on. You could say, I'm opening my window, and they'd talk about the deeper meaning. I feel like ESPN with LeBron James is kind of like an English teacher with a dumb metaphor in a book. It, they just go too far. Um, so Kevin Love is going to miss, I think, like a month or six weeks or something with knee surgery. Uh, that's going to bite the Cavaliers, I think, because LeBron James, who is aging, 
believes it's his 14th year in the NBA. I think he's 34 years old. That can't be right. Maybe 32. Anyway, he's older guy. I feel like LBJ leading the league in minutes. I hate that I just called him LBJ, by the way. He's LeBron James. Who cares? Leads the league in minutes. Uh, MVP contender. But I think he's already played too much time on the court as it is. Well, I said today is going to be a short show. It's going to be a solo show, so let's go ahead and wrap it up. Playing us out, Two Door Cinema Club playing next year. I've been digging this song lately, so I hope you guys dig it. Be sure to email me at onwilliesmind at gmail.com if you have any suggestions, questions, comments about the show. Go to willylutz.com. I wrote some baseball columns. Let's get some basketball columns. Uh, follow me at so willy underscore lutz on Twitter. Thanks to you. I did thanks you again. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will catch but you if I ever find another place, a better time.